Pumpkin spice latte season has arrived. Are you ready for the influx of pumpkin spice flavored everything at all your favorite stores now? Um, is pumpkin a vegetable? Because wouldn't it be a vegetable? Isn't a pumpkin a gourd? It's a squash, yeah. So it's a vegetable. It, it's, they, they treat it like it's a fruit. You wouldn't have a squash latte. It's more about the spices, really, though, right? Like the ginger and the cinnamon and the stuff that goes in there. I guess Probably so. Probably cloves or something. But, you know, I, I'm just thinking about this like live now. Like, but Why is pumpkin being forced into so many... Because fall is the season when you harvest all your squashes and stuff. They have a really long growing well, season. And, and they... so is, you, you also do corn in fall, but there's no corn spice latte. True, all although... There is... Places are getting more into trying to do like add savory things to stuff, but um, but no pumpkin squash. But people do, you know, it people do mix like kind of candy flavors with like squashes. That's pretty normal, I feel. But the idea is that it's like pumpkin pie flavored. Do you like pumpkin pie? I used to love it, love it. There is a place for it. In my life, so here's so this is my my approach to the pumpkin topic is this. I notice that there's a pumpkin spice thing every fall. I'm fine with it. It's okay. I, my my bigger problem is the the conversations around it. The people talking about oh no here we go again it's already pumpkin spice like oh. It's just so, it's such a first world, um, you know, thing Mm -hmm. to be banding about. I saw one article this week that said, like, can we feel right about enjoying pumpkin spice season with climate change? Because now it's so warm when we're eating pumpkin spice, it doesn't feel right anymore. Well, I guess, uh, uh, are there any pumpkin drinks served cold? Could there be? You can have an iced pumpkin spice latte, I think. I don't know why not, but yeah. generally speaking, yes, it's done. It you do it with like warm drink things. That said, I will say this: that last year was a banner year in this house because I believe we avoided buying any pumpkins, and pumpkins bring out the best and worst in Alice Shattuck. I thought we did do pumpkins. last year. I don't think year. we did. I don't think it was great. I think we missed the pumpkin deadline last year, and so there wasn't a there wasn't. 60 pounds of pumpkin flesh and 200 pounds of, of roasted seeds that really don't get eaten and and all the other stuff that happens I and then and then of course the dead the rotting corpse of a pumpkin eventually caves in itself which just throws off the balance of the lawn and leaf bag when I finally get to throw it in there so I am um I, we are well, let's do that again this year too <laughs> let's do it again we can't afford to have a decorative pumpkin I think we did do pumpkin. pumpkins I, I don't think so. Did. You did the when you first got to town. You did the very Tony put the tiny pumpkins above the doorway thing. It was in mm-hmm. like in 2018. Yep. Back when we were wealthy and uh, and or we spent like we thought we were wealthy anyway. But but other than those, I'm good with saying goodbye to pumpkins. We don't have to. But they, our kids, let's be honest. The kids just want Halloween candy. That's all that matters. They like carving pumpkins. It's a hell of a lot of work, and it's a mess. And for some reason, the pumpkin Kids like dagger is in my car for some reason. I don't know why that would be. Kids like that. They like a big, messy project. Well, let's, you know what we can do? We have, we have huge, oversized, 
mint green cucumbers in our garden. <laughs> For some reason, I've never seen these cucumbers are the size of they're of just footballs. not ripe yet. But they are also, huge though. Yeah, and I've never seen something that looks like this. I don't know what's going on. Why don't we do something with that? You want to carve cucumbers? Um. <laughs> For Halloween, you should check the text messages, and uh, you may want to fire off a missive. I am all for carving the cucumbers. As a matter of fact, instead of this is Allison, I our first time really you doing a real garden, um, and having it like stuff happen, and so I don't want these huge cucumbers have been growing for a month, and they're huge, like size of footballs, but they're not green. I mean, not dark green anyway. Yeah. And so we've got tomatoes too, which are have exploded in size, which are and, green. Those are green too. We need something to not be green. Something needs to turn color to be ripe. Um, so, but yeah, we're, you know, I, I like all the fall activities and stuff. I have to say, I'm not really a pumpkin person. I do make pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving um, because I know other people eat it, but pumpkin is not my thing that I'm into. I don't do pumpkin spice lattes. I don't really do pumpkin spice anything. It's just not a flavor that really does anything for me and like life is too short. That Well, you know what? I'm I, not okay. that into it. But, you know, it's our it's here. So, pumpkin spice latte season's here. So, there's I saw you sent the Dairy Queen story that the blizzards are on sale mm-hmm. to promote their fall flavors. One of those is a pumpkin flavor, but you know, they have other flavors as well that I think sound much better than that like um like a snickerdoodle flavor and stuff oh like, i, I the, would the, much the, rather eat a snickerdoodle flavor blizzard than a pumpkin one I, yeah I'd, i've never had any blizzard have you um i don't think so actually I, i'm sure a snickerdoodle thing would taste delicious and by the way and i that's one of the good things that's happened and we've talked about this is that we've kicked over um we've kicked open the delicious pandora's box of flavors so, you know, you don't have to have just pumpkin, vanilla, this and that. But you can open it up to all the pies in the world if you want to. And all the cakes in the world. And not like you said, snickerdoodle, that's candy bars. And just think about um, like a birthday cake uh, ice cream. That's like a remarkable development, which is not something we had when I was a kid. There was no such thing as birthday cake ice cream. There were a number of flavors, but like praline almond crunch was just about as sexy as it was getting when I was a kid. But this is like the birthday cake ice cream and all this other ice cream. Mm-hmm. I'm all I like Christmassy flavors too. Like I like the peppermint and chocolatey kind of things. And there, stuff I feel like there's that. a place for it. What I don't like is I don't know why everybody's trying to make cucumber juice a thing, and whether it's just the juice or it's uh, in. Um, in spike seltzers, I don't get this. Cucumber's not a; it doesn't have that kind of taste. It's not a cucumber's not a fruit for, that can be manipulated. It just doesn't taste like anything like that. Cucumber can be manipulated into a pickle, but not into a flavor. So it's like it's a little off-putting. It's nothing that it's nothing. It's not like lime or lemon or orange, etc. It's just a jerk. And it feels like it's a like a health spa um, symbolism um, artifact that you'd keep around. But other than that, a cucumber, no. Yeah, though they do add it to a lot. They do put like mint cucumber as a big flavor, or big flavor of what? Like lots of things. Like 
I mean, cocktails, they'll put cucumber in it or like these seltzers that you get. Yeah, but I don't approved. like the cucumber ones. I know you don't like they the don't, cucumber they don't ones. Sort you them used out. to give them to me before I was pregnant, and now you're running up a surplus of cucumber seltzers. But yeah, I mean, but that doesn't bother me. I I like cucumber. I find it like light and refreshing. And this is related to the CNN article we have: How to Drink a Pizza, the Rise of Savory Cocktails. Bars like ch- Double Chicken, please, and the Savory Project. Yada yada. Um, to try to force stuff, foods into drinks. Now, I like this on a limited basis because I've been, I've been reared on the Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also, I, I should step back and say that I've always liked tomato juice and spicy tomato juice. So, um, the Bloody Mary kind of makes sense. Once again, those things, those kind of cocktails, that's a, a tomato juice is a breakfast drink anyway. So that's a way to have an eye opener. Right, right, and, and, and you know, OJ and we is a drink this. in the morning too, and so a mimosa is another way to have an eye. You're just making it interesting, right? And you know, we've talked about this in the past on this show about you know gin becoming more popular and the red snapper, which is a gin bloody mary variation, basically. Although you'll find some recipes online for them with whiskey and stuff too. And I mean, the other thing they do is they use it as an excuse. To like, it's almost a gimmick, like restaurants, especially brunch restaurants or places with big breakfast buffets or whatever. They'll do like the Bloody Mary that has like a bunch of food sticking out of the top of it so that it's almost more like a meal than actually just like a cocktail. It's not really about drinking. It's about, you know, um, not how sure what's happening there. Hello. A, hello. There's a bunch hello. of, um, there's a bunch of you've seen that right when they do like a, a bloody mary but it's like half half food Hello? all bumped okay. up on top of the cocktail it's, yes it's yes. impractical like you can't it's really drink it yes i but i understand it it's trying to make and it's like would be there's like shrimp bacon and, and bacon, shrimp yeah. And, yeah and it's it can be delicious because all that stuff goes tastes good yeah it tastes good um and the bloody mary bar in its concept and they're only about 20 years old was it was an interesting thing in concept but um but yes it is it is like kind of silly at the end of the day i mean a bloody mary is a lovely thing but i i think that there's this idea of trying to force people's palates into savory at any cost i already am i, I do not i'm not i don't feel comfortable with that i i already with chocolate with sea salt i'm already saying okay so what are we what but do you think part of here? the rise of the savory cocktail thing is that people don't want to drink like sugary drinks, which you basically agree with. You like a plain cocktail. I mean, mm-hmm. you're a vodka soda drinker. So do you think part of it is like wanting to do something fun that's not like a syrupy, fruity concoction? I think that's a huge part of it. And it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. I look at the '90s, in mm-hmm. early '90s, when when we were drinking. I used to drink at bars then, um, um, Scotch and Coke, Dewar's and Coke, and I did I did that because that's what the Beatles drank when they were in their early 20s, and I didn't know like how to order. I was underage when I was first going to right. these bars, um, and then you know maybe maybe uh, Jack and Coke was the thing for a while, but I, but. What astounds me now, and what what was one of the things that that like bothers me to even think about that now, is that like not only needless to say, I was having ten 
Jack and Cokes. <laughs> but it's what bothers me more than that is that I was having ten Cokes. Right, ten full sugar Coca Cola yeah. like Amazing. gross and like. That's why I drink diet soda isn't even because of like anything, but just because like your teeth feel sticky if you drink yes. plain Coke. It feels gross in your mouth. Oh, like after like three sips, totally. I'm done. Totally. And, and the next morning is you are <laughs> asking for it. If you've got, if you've been sucking down uh, essentially Hawaiian punch uh, all night along with tequila, oh, yeah. you are asking for a beating. And that's before you even get to like the real girly girl drinks like if you're having sex on the beach and mm -hmm. like these things that are like multiple layers of sugary oh yeah what is that the scorpion bowl right have yeah you, have you had like those that. yeah i mean but it but yeah like you're drinking 1500 calories of sugar with your meal <laughs> like it's it is i do think people have culturally moved away from that especially in like the trendier set and like if you read the cnn article about the um about the cocktails the savory cocktails it's i definitely feel like it's part of it's a trendiness thing the new york city hotspot double chicken please has two areas a front room with more traditional drinks and a back room with experimental cocktails in the back room the nine core cocktails are listed on the menu broken down into appetizers main courses and desserts like a food menu in the first group there are drinks inspired by waldorf salad and japanese cold noodles oh. in the middle section there's a cocktail called cold pizza that contains parmesan cheese oh god oh that's awful all right, we need to talk about this, Alice, because... Mm -hmm. Red-eye gravy is inspired by the popular southern meal of country ham with gravy poured on top, but here the roles are switched. The gravy, in this case a mix of Irish whiskey, coffee, butter, and mushroom, is the centerpiece, while a piece of prosciutto is just a garnish instead of the star. So your gravy is your drink, basically. Ham and gravy. So... So here's my feeling. I this feel is like a, we've taken part of a very, far. very... This is part of a very, and this is, I would say, also in the last 20 years, a very bad trend. Okay. Where um, it started with the millennials, I think. A very bad trend. Now, so I am a dive bar guy. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who like very boutique bars with a story behind them. And I've been to too many of these uh, the bars that are uh, inspired cocktails. Or mm -hmm. deconstructed cocktails. Now, I assume all those cocktails are like 40 bucks each. Yes, they are, obviously. And so those aren't made by bartenders. Those are made by mixologists. And people will, millennials, with a straight face, say, yes, I'm a mixologist. And I, 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 I am against mixologist culture. I'm a dive bar guy. I want somebody to make a good and swift cocktail. I don't need to see you, what's that called, mulling? What's that thing the thing with the mortar and pestle? Mm -hmm. mulching what's that thing called when you when, know, when they you crush mean. the fruit it's like don't mm -hmm. crush the freaking fruit or 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 take from the the big vessel full of oranges the the syrup from that mm -hmm. you don't have to mull or more or crunch or vessel or or no funny stuff just have a boston mixer an ice scoop ice garnish and booze and go to town that way that's it we have become way too ornate. And I, it, it, also, it's different because I come from a time where you were drinking. Drinking was a drinking session. I'm not going to hang around or watch somebody's artwork while they, you know, construct 
some kind of ornate uh, martini. Well, I do think that's another piece of it, too, beyond just, like, the sugar consumption aspect. But I think that not even so much millennials who were, like, at the forefront of the Four loco craze, you know, but mm-hmm. and who are now, like, 40. But more so, like, Gen Z really doesn't drink as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that they don't... They see it as problematic to go out and try and get plastered, generally right. speaking. Um, and... And so I think like if there's like a story and a reason and it's fancy and there's mm-hmm. other foods in it, it makes it seem more like just part of the whole experience that this yes. thing happens to have alcohol in it. Yes, it's absolutely. not so yes. much like there's also been a rise in um in more mocktails being available. Like fancier fancier fake cocktails that don't have alcohol in them. And that's something too that I think is driven by that because people want to order something that feels cool and interesting, but like they don't want to drink. Whereas I I understand that. And and whenever I've taken a hiatus from drinking, it's still good to have like something to do. It's like when if you're you can trick yourself in your mind. Like Have we the, told the story on this podcast? I'm sure we've told it at some point somewhere, but of my virgin margarita that I ordered at the Fat Cactus on Route 1. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was great. Oh, that was this. So we go to this restaurant on Route 1, the Fat Cactus, which is an auspicious name. Yes, and it looks like it's going to be fantastic. Uh, it's... It, it, Walt inside it looks good. There's a big fat cactus sign in front. And it's no longer there. It's now a car dealership. But either the real management was like tied up in the back of the restaurant or you know, it was it's a front for something or because they were not prepared to serve us actual Mexican food there. No. And, and this this we had this waitress who is the, I was pregnant who, at the time. Yes, yeah, so we had this waitress who was one of was the most gorgeous one of the ten after my wife most gorgeous women I'd ever seen and certainly the most gorgeous waitress I'd ever seen she was ridiculously beautiful she kind of reminds me imagine a softer more elegant looking Andrea de Matteo um who played um on Sopranos mm-hmm. who played Christopher's girlfriend but this this woman was absolutely uh, um, distractingly gorgeous, and she was and, also hold on, hold on, okay. Which was what made her such a unique person was she was profoundly dumb. Now and, she was and nice not and sweet just, and a good person. She was nice and sweet and a good person, but not just dumb, but was unfamiliar with the concept of being a waitress or restaurants or food or food. Yes. <laughs> yes. Didn't know no about idea. any of that. And to you guys out there, if you picture this most beautiful girl in the world, she was so profoundly stupid. <laughs> so she's not. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. And it sounds mean because she's probably she's maybe probably she wasn't that. Maybe she's an alien and she just maybe had she never is. been to a restaurant. I don't know. But she was so profoundly stupid that she offset her beauty. <laughs> I was not attracted. to She managed to beat that out of me, and I never thought that was something that could happen. I always thought being stupid and attractive were the combination I always wanted. <laughs> no. She was... It was remarkable. So, and the reason why... we It's like we assumed that the place was being held up and maybe she was like one of the one of the uh, trigger guys' girlfriend or something who was along for the ride. 
So, uh, among other things, go ahead. You can tell. Well, so I was pregnant, so I ordered a virgin margarita. Um, and I was brought out a juice glass with margarita mix in it. And then because she wasn't sure if that was really what I wanted, if it might taste weird to just drink margarita mix from a juice glass, she also brought me a small glass of pineapple juice to use as a chaser for my margarita yes. mix. And that was just just starting. <laughs> uh, that was, <laughs> was the beginning. Th- th- at some point, <laughs> she she told the table next to us, uh, take your time chewing your chips. Take it, you can go ahead and chew in your chips while you're waiting for to, to order. Then and when, then we ordered the nachos yes. with chili because one of the appetizer menu items was nachos. And then you they have, have underneath, chicken, beef, you know, or chili. Yeah, like so, $1.50 add chili. So we said, yes. we'll take the nachos with chili. So what we what she came up, what she returned to us with was tortilla chips in one hand in a bowl and a bowl of chili in her other hand. <laughs> Which is amazing. By this time, believe me, by this time at this place, we were no we were not upset whatsoever. We were amazed. Fascinated just from like an anthropological point of view because it was an incredible experience and I have no idea where like the restaurant management was, like who she was going to in the back that because normally at a restaurant, like the nachos and then add chili would just be a thing you would enter like on the computer and it would spit it out or write it on the pad and you would give it to the kitchen and then they'd give her back some. But obviously she was trying to come up with what the food items yes. were. There was n- it, either no one else back there everybody or was like, dead. <laughs> I don't know. But yes. I- <laughs> it was one of the most surreal dining experiences of my life. But... But yeah, that's um, that was my experience ordering a virgin margarita. But I, it, but I do feel that in general, the virgin cocktail market has gotten mm. better because it. it although, of all her things that she was terrible at, I do think that being perplexed by the idea of a virgin cocktail was not something completely unique to her. <clears throat> at the time, I do think that really. Virgin, the Virgin Marys have been around forever in Virgin Coladas and all, et cetera. It's just the, the kid, it's the kid version one you'd get. Right. It just means make the thing without the booze. Right. It doesn't mean. But I mean, some make more sense than others. Like a Virgin Vodka Soda is Who just. Who knows? Is what, just maybe she was. Soda water. You know what? Maybe it's our fault. Maybe she assumed you were a virgin. <laughs> but she was perplexed by how then you were pregnant. Maybe. And so she had to cover all bases by giving you a smattering of everything. <laughs> oh my God! What would a, what would a virgin with a um, an immaculate conception child want her nachos served as? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it, that was definitely an interesting experience. But in general, yeah, the virgin the virgin cocktail now places will have like. You know, trendier places will have a mocktail list with their cocktail I list. Duck, duck, go, the fat cactus. I gotta find the fat her. Fat cactus. Else. You wanna find her? What was that? I think she's probably off grid. I'm guessing. Uh, I, I don't I think she's a big like. I'm. You know. I don't think she's. I don't think she's on here. LinkedIn necessarily. It's well. It's all over. Oh, it's all over. There's all sorts of um, pictures of it. You can see the fat cactus. There it is. 
Where is that waitress? Where is she? If I, she's not, but she wasn't a waitress. That's the thing. Well, look at people are having fun there. This picture. Oh, maybe I found her, Alice. I might have found her. Well, anyway, um, you can look it up. And if you see a beautiful woman, type in a fat cactus Linfield, and that's her. And it was just an amazing day. It was one of those days. It could have been like the whole team was out for a team building thing and only like spouses with it. I don't know. But I have been to food places where it simply has just broken down. There is in um, um, where are the shops, the um, where's Scott Brown from? Um, the, the Wentworth. Where, where's the discount shops? The shops at uh, Rentham. Rentham. In Rentham, Mass., there is a Dunkin' Donuts where I have left twice because they just couldn't get it done back there. Couldn't mm-hmm. get it done. They it, Things just, it, it, like, like I could have a, a, a medium iced coffee with a shot of espresso or, or a turbo shot or whatever it was back then, and they were just, the, the medium was a problem. The ice was a problem. They couldn't figure it out. Like, it, 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 shot of espresso. I had to leave the place operationally. They couldn't, it wasn't working. And it is interesting to see this happen at places where it's just not working. Usually the staff is yelling at each other. That's how you know you're somewhere that's, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, that is, it just came to a crashing halt um, in that place. We, Alice and I have also had a challenge going to, and this is controversial. Um, what's it? Farmstead? Hillstead? Hill Farms? Hill Farmstead Brewery, yes. Hill in Farmstead, Greensboro, Vermont. Greensboro, yes. Vermont, where we have been there probably six times and have yet to have a beer. Yet to have a beer. One place was just closing, and we got there really, like, in line. Another time, they were having a function. Another time, we couldn't bring the kids in or something. There was always... We've been there six times, and we could, we've yet to permeate. It's just... some Sometimes, it just... <laughs> Things don't work out sometimes. Things don't work out sometimes. And that's just life. And so, um, you know, there, I'm sure you've we've all seen these places. There are some places where things just always work out. There was a great place called Pizzetta on, um, in Beacon Hill, on which this would have made this about 20 years ago as well. And did, did you ever go to Pizzetta? I don't think so. So, uh, obviously, it was a pizza place, but they also did breakfast, which was an odd one. But they would also, the woman who ran the place would send us home with everything at the end of the night. So she would always see us. She knew us as being around because we were all like bar flies around that area. And she would send us with these gorgeous arancinis, which is a, which is a thing of beauty. An arancini or rice ball, you know, mm-hmm. with beautiful, sticky, cheesy rice. It's just a wonderful thing. It is. Not low carb. <laughs> but it is a wonderful thing. And... You know, that's a that's an example of a thing. Oh, we gotta go to we have we have some voice messages, Alice. Yes, we have voice messages to take care oh of. Oh my goodness, so. what am I doing? Let's go. Mike Market Basket. Oh, it's sinking. It's sinking. It's sinking. Come on, we can do this. I'm reloading the page, Alice. Reloading the page. Uh oh. Here we go. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. Right here in uh, Central Mass. I'm originally a North Shore guy. Hey, where from? Here now. Um, I've been finally getting caught up on All You Can Eat podcasts. Great. And I listened to one the other day. You guys talked quite a bit about Market Basket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite places 
best place on uh, earth. I've, I've been there today. I have a bunch of whole bunch of rotten section stuff. Those large uh, cannoli things. Not cannolis. What are those large things? Calzone. A huge calzone thing. The, the Italian one I've got sitting in the fridge. It's a big bastard. And I've gotten a bunch of sandwiches. What's the other thing I got today? Oh, I've got you a chicken, broccoli, um, Alfredo kind of thing. Oh, yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All rotten section. Beautiful. So I wanted to call with a, a comment and a question for you about Market Basket. Yes. Mm-hmm. So first, the comment. Um, in the summer, sometimes when it's nice out, uh, day like today, me and my kids will go there and we'll get a rotisserie chicken mm-hmm. and we'll take it Always to the parking lot. And we'll just tear into it in the parking lot with our bare hands like savages. We call it parking lot chicken. Ooh, I love it, dude. I think that's I like great. That. We have done a rotisserie chicken from there. And, like, yeah. we'll do – we usually bring it all the way home and then, you know, let them – we'll give them each a fork and just let them go. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Mike, so it's the same thing with you is that they're, anything with a gimmick like that, they're all for. Mm-hmm. So they'll whack out – yes, they have whacked out there. I love that, whacking it out in the parking lot. I have eaten – um, fried chicken from Shaw's in the parking lot with my kid because it looks so greasy and crumbly and big that I had to say like we just got to eat this standing out here and I was just because I'm a fat guy I was just couldn't resist mm-hmm. I was like this we this, this I've eaten the market basket sushi in the parking lot and in the car on the way home too oh yeah there's no judgment on that that's fine uh, we'll get uh, a roll of paper towels also yep. while we're in there and- mm-hmm. you see, he might as well be Mike Shattuck he's right I, of course. Mm-hmm. And if necessary, that's one thing about Market Basket. Unless you go to the big cafe ones with the big cafes, there's not a whole lot of uh, cutlery or other stuff hanging around. So you got to buy it. Some wet wipes and uh, an yep. extra bag for the... Wet wipes? I got some right here. Yeah. I stand by wet wipes. I use them myself. Absolutely. One of the silver linings of having another child is that... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you told me earlier in the pregnancy that this was the only silver lining yes, for you. Yes, is having some wet wipes. I can't... We love wipes. Carcass and for all the scraps. Yep. Uh, but the kids love it. Makes a mess. It's a fun thing to do a few times in the here, summer. Here. So I uh, definitely recommend you give that a shot with the kids. No love pro- that. Um, and my question is, yes. have you watched Food Fight? The Market Basket documentary that's on YouTube um, about when they tried to get rid of the CEO back in 2015. Um, if you did, I'd like to hear uh, what you guys thought about it. have heard about the documentary. Um, we were way interested in that at the time. We were all oh, yeah. excited about that. That was oh, very exciting. We yeah. had been in Vermont, actually, and didn't know it was happening because Vermont doesn't do Market Basket. Right. And came back and we didn't know and we like just stopped at the market basket on the way home and on it the was Woburn like mall, and the Woburn mall and we were going in it was like wow like the lights the, everything's gone off the shelf yeah, no the, one's here the like, lights seemed to be <laughs> up it was weird we, we were like what's going on we, we, we didn't know really if we were broken the strike <clears throat> but no we were we were really caught up into all that stuff and love the whole storyline it's actually kind of a remarkable thing um uh, but no, I had heard that there was a documentary being made. I didn't know it was out, Mike, but we will definitely watch it. Food Fight. Well, maybe we'll watch it this week. We loved, we're documentary couple. Watchers, yes. Yeah, so we like that stuff. But thanks for um, for letting us know. We will watch it and report back to what we to what we think. I mean, it's interesting. I can't imagine it's better than the reality. Cause it's a, <laughs> I know. It was exciting. An exciting time to live through, for sure. All right. Eat Paul out of the car. Good for you, Alice. Here we go. Hey, guys. Hey. A third time. Sorry, Paul, not in the car. No, it's fine. But I, I wanted to call in on the um, say when all you can eat 
episode. Mm-hmm. Alice, I'm just curious. I, I don't know that I recall you having been out to dinner prior for this company or if this was a first for mm. them to do this, but mm-hmm. it sounded to me like it was that. It was a table of firsts, you know, first time out with these people, um, yep. first time ordering, you know, what to order. It almost reminded me of the, you know, the, the, Sam Adams commercial years ago, you know, when nobody orders a beer until the boss gets to the boss and he orders a <laughs> Sam. And now it's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll hmm. do that. Um, and, and, you know, you're sort of awful situation where, you know, you're in the middle of a huge table and order dessert, not knowing no one else did. I mean, it just seemed to me like this was I've done many business dinners and, you know, if it's the same group time and time again, there's a comfort level. But when it's mm-hmm. a first go, mm-hmm. it's clunky sometimes. And I was just curious if if. That yeah. was the case. I don't no, know. No, that... not only was it a first time like for me, but it it's the company has not done I mean, they've been completely remote for more than two years and there's been a lot of new people like in the company. So it's like a lot of these people's first time being together in the same room ever. It's like not even people that you, I mean, you work with them on your computer and like in Zoom meetings, but we're also not a company where people do cameras in their Zoom meetings. So um, like I wouldn't recognize people that I work with every day on the street if I saw them a lot. I've heard. And, and again, the, this podcast is relatively short lived so far. I mean, it's new. So, I, you know, maybe <laughs> you haven't covered it, but um, that's all. I just again, as I said in the ice cream episode, just good for you. Order the damn dessert. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, Paul. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, so I, in a former life, when I worked in radio, um, before I got to be on the air, I, I, I was the receptionist, and then I was like the web guy, and then I was the director of operations and the web guy for the website for WRKO. And and, and we all went out. I had been out with the sales team because I used to jog back then, and I'd done a couple 5Ks. And then I knew the sales team. Mm-hmm. This is when the Red Sox were making were you know two thousand three two thousand four they were you know making history and you know winning the World Series good and all so the sales team was uber alphas exactly what you want the right. women were alphas and the men were alphas they worked hard and play hard played hard mm-hmm. you know so they would go they'd be working all day cold calling seeing clients taking people there at night going to this function that function taking clients out getting the clients uh, drunk or whatever whatever it took. You know, they, these, they were grinding. They were doing exactly what a sales crew should do. And so then I went out to, um, we were going, the marketing lunch. They said, okay, Tom, we're having a marketing lunch. So it was me, a marketing person, the web people, and uh, some promotions people and a couple of salespeople at the Border Cafe. And, and um they said, okay, guys, let's get a, a round of um, of margaritas. And so I said, oh, okay, it's going to be one of these lunches. So we got a round of margaritas. And then she said, ordered another round of margaritas. And I'm like, okay, now this has gone from <laughs> whether or not we're returning home to, like, where do I leave my car? Because I can't risk getting a DUI from Harvard Square. And then, so I'm like got the mindset i'm like let's rock and roll hey this is great this is like this is, if <laughs> this I'm is why in, i did this if i'm gonna be in management and not on the air then this is the kind of lunch i want to be having this is what i've heard about and then they asked for the check and we all have to go back to work and i'm like what 
<laughs> what is this? But I guess they all knew that you like have two drinks at lunch and that's it. I, I had no idea. I was like, the sky's the limit. Man. But you know what, Ellis? This is how you learn, you know? This is how you learn. Nobody tells you all these things. Uh, you just uh, find out the hard way. By the way, I also want to condemn you, condemn you, commend you again for actually going to that thing where you ordered and going um, late. First, you weren't going to go. You're going to scrub the mission. And then you said, and then you, so you showed some audacity. Well, it's not great to go late. No, no, but, but I think that shows audacity <laughs> that you went, you ordered, you didn't do what everybody else did. And you ordered dessert anyway. I think that if you're somebody hiring, you're like, wow, all right, she stands out. You're an individual, Alice Shattuck. Well, I hate nostalgia because I can't climb up that hill without thinking your name. I hate nostalgia. I still think about you. It's been so long. I'm so lame. I hate nostalgia. Hope you hate it too Hope you wonder What am I doing And who I'm pursuing I hope you think I lead A really exotic life The way I think about you You probably have a wife Of your job And you go to church on Sundays And barbecue on weekends Out in your backyard And sometimes think about me